Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Casey Chiropults podcast brought to you by CATS Consultants, helping chiropractors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush with CATS Consultants and appreciate everybody joining us today. And I have a very special guest with us today, my very dear friend, and we've known each other for Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to say because it dates us both. Don't even mention it, Mike. Yeah, we're not even going to mention that. But Dr. Michelle Myers, Michelle, thank you for jumping on today. Well, it's my pleasure. It's so good to see you and, and great to have an opportunity to reach out to your stakeholders. Absolutely. And, you know, so you just recently took on a new role as if you had time to do this, but you recently just took on a new role as president of the ACA. Yeah, congratulations! Thank you so much. It's a it's a great honor. I mean, the American Chiropractic Association is a, a fantastic organization, which you and I have gotten to know one another through over the years, and I'm just so honored to have this role. Yeah, well, and and yeah, you and I do go way back in the ACA. We both were national chairs of uh, the student ACA back to back, and uh, again, I won't say what year, but uh, um, <laughs> my gosh, the ACA has really come a long way since those days, not only with SACA, um, student ACA, but with the ACA itself. And it's just become just really this dynamic organization that's doing so many great things for the profession behind the scenes. So are there some things that you can share with us about what the ACA is doing right now? Well, absolutely. I mean, we really are focused on leading a modern movement of chiropractic that's really based on high standards of practice, which you and, and all the folks at CATS are, are well acquainted with, and really a focus on um, patient outcomes, patient-centered care, evidence-based care that's collaborative in nature. So we really want to inspire and empower this modern movement of chiropractic so that we can help our members better serve their communities and their patients, and that we can um, more strategically place the chiropractic profession in the context of the broader healthcare system to really help address some pressing public health needs that, frankly, um, you know, they need our help with. And chiropractors have a huge value proposition to add to. So it's a, a really amazing time to be in leadership at the ACA. We're, we're, we're working at a lot of different levels to really support this mission and vision of the association. Um, through legislative means, through practice enhancement and helping to support our members, and really being the face of a modern chiropractic profession in the United States and internationally. Yeah, I feel like the ACA has really taken us to really kind of some new heights in the last few years. Um, talk, if, if you can, talk a little bit about how some of that came about and, and so forth. Sure. Well, I think, you know, the biggest focus, I mean, ACA is widely recognized as being the leader in, in advocacy on behalf of the, of the chiropractic profession. And we're based in Washington, D.C., and I think most people think about ACA and our annual lobbying efforts, and, and we have government relations staff and lobbyists who are at the Capitol every day, you know, leaning on issues to support chiropractors in practice and to support the patients and communities we serve. So our, our primary advocacy focus the last couple of years has been modernizing the Chiropractic Act in Medicare. You know, this is something that was established in 1972 and has not changed in 50 years. And this is why, you know, chiropractors, your reimbursement is limited to three therapeutic codes in Medicare. So ACA has really put a lot of energy and effort and resource into 
expanding what chiropractors are eligible to be reimbursed for in Medicare. You know, you should be getting paid to do your examinations. You should be yeah, getting absolutely. paid to take an x-ray. You should be getting paid to do lab work. You should be paid to do rehab. All the things that are standards of practice and our best care for older adults, um, best practices for care. You know, these are the things that are already covered in Medicare for other providers, but not for chiropractors. And that right. is it's a relic of some very old um, legislation from the early 70s, and it's high time we change that. So ACA is working very diligently um, to try to work with um, legislators, work with the folks at CMS um, to get this language changed and to make sure that we're empowering chiropractors to be able to serve the aging population, which as we all know is, is only going to increase in the years ahead. We want to make sure that they are active and vibrant in their communities and able to, you know, independently live um, without, you know, much assistance. And all of those things are predicated on good musculoskeletal health. So Amen. this is such an important space for us to move into. And, and we've been hyper-focused on that the last few years. Yeah, which is great. You know, we, we've needed to really push that message um, and get better inclusion, I'll call it, in, in Medicare for years. So I'm, I'm glad to see that that effort is happening. How is that message being received on Capitol Hill? Really well. And most legislators, when they hear this, it makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. You know, for them, it's important. We're not adding any services to Medicare. We're simply allowing for more market competition. And most of the research suggests that chiropractic care is cost-saving to health systems over time. So um, we have a lot of great evidence to support this expansion. Um, most legislators feel like it makes good sense. Um, and, you know, the exciting things about this bill, um, which we had introduced last session, we will be reintroducing this session, is that it has great bipartisan support. We have basically equal numbers of Democrats and Republicans supporting the bill. So, you know, as we all know, that's a rarity in Washington these right, days. Right, especially and these I, days. Yeah, I think it just speaks to, um, you know, how, how much this is a common sense bill. Good, good. What can what can chiropractors across the country what can, what can they do to help support that cause? Yeah, thanks for asking. Well, as I as I had mentioned, we're going to have the bill reintroduced this session, and once it is, you know, pay pay attention to what the bill number is, and then we need every chiropractor and every chiropractic patient, every Medicare beneficiary, to contact their legislator and say this is an important bill to support, and ask for them to co-sign on the bill. Um, you know, the, the way legislation works in Washington, the more co-sponsors or the more people who have signed on to a bill is a signal of support that committees start hearing the bill and start passing the bill through the legislative process. So we just, we need a lot of grassroots support. We need folks to call their legislator and, and um, you know, explain the bill, explain how this makes sense, explain how this will save money, explain how this will better support an aging population explain how this supports competition for healthcare um, in an evidence-based and patient-centered way and ask for their support. You know, and you bring up a really good point. It's such a simple thing to get involved. <laughs> you pick up the phone, you send an email. <clears throat> when your legislators are back home and in their, in their, uh, in their offices back home, go by and talk to them. Um, it, it's really an amazing experience if you if you take the time to do it. But it's so simple to get involved because all you have to do is just pick up the phone and call their office. And 
you, you probably aren't going to talk to your your congresswoman or man, but you know, you can talk to a staffer and that message will get through. So I urge everybody to get involved on that grassroots level. And you're absolutely right. If the patients are calling too, even better. Yeah, even absolutely. Better. Do you know, Michelle, off, off the top of your head, do you know who the, the primary sponsors are of the bill? Yeah, uh, Representatives Reed and Higgins, who are both representatives in uh, the state of New York, and they are uh, both the representatives of the districts of New York Chiropractic College and Duyuville Chiropractic College. Perfect. So they've been tremendous advocates for us, and they're the kind of of um, authors who really are passionate about the bill, care about chiropractic, and want to see this successful. So they've been terrific sponsors of the bill, and um, you know, to your point that you just made. It feels um, sometimes like, oh, those people in Washington, they've got a lot of things on their plate, but they're elected on your behalf. And if this is important to you, reach out, pick up the phone, send them an email. All their websites have an easy spot where you can just drop a line. And every for every one person they hear from, they assume that there's 10, 20, 30 people in their district who also care similarly about that effort. So we really need to amplify voices here and reach out in whatever way makes sense for you. That's perfect. And I know you can go to the ACA website to the legislative page and you can you can read the bill. Are there I haven't I personally haven't been on there in probably several weeks. I probably should. But uh, uh, are there some tools and things that uh, doctors can use? Yeah, to, we absolutely walk, walk folks through the process. There's even a form letter where you just type in your address and it sends it exactly to who your legislators are if you don't know who they are. So it couldn't be easier. I know a lot of clinics have set up a laptop mm -hmm. at their front desk in their office um, where patients can just type in their zip code and send off a form letter. And it is literally 15 seconds worth of advocacy. Um, we also have um, frequently asked questions, talking points, some scripting for you to use. So really, ACA wants to give you every resource possible to make this easy and straightforward to be an advocate on behalf of your profession. Yeah, and I urge everybody to get involved on this level. It, again, it's just, it's simple and we need it and get your patients involved because, you know, nobody loves us more than our Medicare patients. <laughs> That's true. Because we make them they, feel good. And they hold a lot of sway in Washington. So if you activate they your older, older adult patients, um, they, are, they are listened to in, in, in legislative circles. That's absolutely right. So what's happening? Let's switch gears a little bit. What's happening on the student level with the ACA? I know there's oh, some God. awesome <laughs> things coming, coming out of student ACA these days. Yeah, student ACA is, you know, doing amazing work. This is, um, these are our students who are in our chiropractic colleges. There's, I think, roughly 3,000 SACA members, which is such a great opportunity for them to both really get their feet wet with what's happening in the profession, um, professional politics, learning grassroots advocacy, um, and, and how to do that on behalf of the profession at an early stage, learning about leadership creating networks. Um, it's an incredible group of people. This is where, you know, Mike and I got to know each other 20 some odd years ago. And um, they're amazing. Um, we have this generation of chiropractic leaders who, when you interact with them, it is nothing short of absolutely inspiring for me and for the other leaders in the ACA. And, and we such, see such great promise because they are so focused on building relationships and working you know, across disciplines to improve the well-being of their communities. Um, and they, 
you know, are, are deeply rooted in, in the research evidence that supports so much of what chiropractors do in practice. And, and they just see the future of healthcare in a really vibrant and exciting way. So SAC is a tremendous subset of ACA. We also have NextGen, which, you know, Mike, you were, you were a part of, of helping to create. It's for chiropractors who are in their first five years of practice. And yep. this is a landing space where, again, they build community, um, they share successes and failures, they support one another. And again, it's that leadership pipeline to really cultivate the next generation of, of folks who are going to take chiropractic, you know, into the next decade and decades. You know, and a lot of people may be, may be wondering, why, why is the student ACA, why are, why are students and young doctors, why is that even important to me? Well, it's the foundation of the future of this profession. And when we're all gone from practice, we want the profession to keep on growing and building and becoming even more dynamic. So it's important for us to really provide support for those young doctors and those students in school because they're an amazing part of our, our future. And they're, yes, absolutely. And they're an incredible resource for us right now. I mean, all of us want to continue to grow and evolve and, and um, adapt to meet really the rapidly changing needs of the communities we serve. And, you know, the upcoming generations of chiropractors have really terrific insight on um, working with diverse populations, on using and leveraging technology to enhance our practices. So, yes, we have to help support them to kind of influence and inform the future of the profession. But there's also a lot to reach back to with SACA and NextGen and and the millennial generation, if I could generalize, and learn from them to help all of us be more adaptive in what is a rapidly changing healthcare environment. Amen. Yep. Amen. So speaking of that, I'm going to ask you to put your other hat on for just a second. You were also involved in some amazing research and a lot of the research that happens in this profession. Talk a little bit about evidence-based chiropractic and and the evidence-based side of our profession and how that's improving um, our profession in so many ways. Yeah, happy to. So my my full-time job, my real gig, um, is as the Executive Director of Research and Innovation at Northwestern Health Sciences University in Minneapolis. And um, so I've I've been doing um, randomized controlled trials, conducting, conducting federally funded research for about 20 years now. And a lot of my research has focused on chiropractic care and exercise interventions for older adults, so people over 65. So, you know, this Medicare issue is near and dear to my heart. And, you know, we are at this wonderful point in our profession where we have so much evidence supporting what chiropractors do in practice every day. You know, the evidence supporting the use of spinal manipulation, um, different exercise interventions, positive messaging. I mean, those are best practices for spine care and um, not to limit what chiropractors do just to spine care, but that's what 90% of our practice really is. And mm-hmm. it is as good as, if not better than usual medical care. So we're in this terrific point in time where we as a profession need to become more proficient about talking about the evidence, using the evidence to support policy, to help enhance and expand access to chiropractic services, and never before have we been better supported by the evidence to do so. So I think for for all the folks who are listening or watching this, you know, now is really the time to lean into using the evidence and and leveraging it to both improve practice, but 
to expand patient access to what we do. I know that research has been weaponized in the past for a lot of chiropractors and it's a different day and it's on us to become conversant about our value proposition. And that, that has got to be grounded in both, you know, tremendous experiences our patients have had those testimonials. You cannot beat them. And also the great evidence, the, the high quality research that's supporting what we do day in and day out in our practices. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of doctors really realize how many doors that's opening for us. And, uh, <clears throat> You know, in, in the past, and you said this, some of that research has been used against us. But today, it really is a different story. It's really helping to just shore up and change the profession in such a positive way and giving more and more types of providers comfort with referring patients to us. I know in my practice, we were getting all kinds of referrals in those in those last couple of years um, from medical doctors and, and dentists and people who just wanted patient collaborate, collaboration on on uh, on care and outcomes and those kind of things. So that research has really helped our profession a ton. Absolutely. And I mean, I think so much of that awakening to chiropractic and what other complementary and integrative practitioners can do has really come at this nexus of the opioid abuse pandemic. Chronic pain is, right. is um, largely unaddressed, remains largely unaddressed. Um, as I said before, we have this aging population and back pain is the leading cause of disability in the United States. I mean, who else is better suited to address these incredibly serious public health concerns than chiropractors? Right. And I, I think we're at this great moment where the research has come together with, unfortunately, these public health crises in a, in a point in time where traditional medic medicine is saying, we have the humility to see we need other alternatives and we want to reach across the aisle and reach out to other, other disciplines. So it's an incredible opportunity and it's really ours to take. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate so much of what you do, both on the research side, as well as just really helping to drive our profession um, on the legislative side and just helping to oversee our profession and protect us um, in the ways that the ACA does. So we appreciate you and your leadership. Absolutely. My pleasure. And, and we are just so grateful for all the great clinicians out there who are one by one seeing their patients and, and changing lives and, and really improving the health and well-being of their communities. Yep. And I highly recommend that you go and check out the ACA. It's acatoday.org and uh, get involved. If nothing else, get involved in the legislative actions that the ACA is working so hard behind the scenes to help our profession. So, Michelle, again, so good to see you. Appreciate you. Thank you for all the leadership and the research that you do. And uh, we've got to get together one of these days, not just on <laughs> a sure Zoom call. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure all right. It, it was so good to see you. you all right, up. everybody. Thanks for tuning in to KC Cairo Pulse, brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping you keep your pulse on success. Check us out at catsconsultants.com. And from all of us here at Cats Consultants, stay informed and well adjusted. We'll see you soon.